0: You're listening to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast, episode number 48. Hey guys, happy Monday. We are doing another collaborative uh, podcast episode today. I got so much good feedback from you guys on my birth story with Ryland when I talked with my sister Jenna and my other employee Tiffany uh, that you guys love that episode of me and the two of them sitting down and just having a conversation, so we decided to do that again and talk about my postpartum experience. So one of the things that we decided to do was break this episode up into two parts. So this is part one of two. Postpartum, as I know, because I've been through it twice now, uh, can sometimes throw you for a loop. Um, it's hard. It's very, very hard. And we talk about that in this episode, and I'm sure we're going to talk about it in part two as well. So. This is something that I talk about in my course and that I've talked about on, you know, my Instagram, my page. That pregnancy can be hard, and we prepare for pregnancy and we take birth courses to prepare for labor and birth. Um, I personally experienced this the first go around with Walter. That labor was super hard, and I knew that I had to prepare for that. But nobody really told me exactly how hard postpartum was, and. How to prepare for that? I thought I knew what I was doing because I'm a labor and delivery nurse, and you know, you think you kind of know what you're getting into because I take care of patients, you know, in the first couple hours postpartum. So I'm like, I know what to expect, but uh, it it was pretty hard, and it wasn't certainly quite as hard this go around, but you know, still absolutely some challenges, the emotions, you know, this lack of sleep, the body changes especially if it's your first baby, your normal becomes very, very different. And that can be very, very hard for people. Personally, with Walter, with my first, I was not ready for the complete slap in the face that postpartum was for me. And I want to make it clear to you guys that it's super hard But I don't want to scare you. You know, this is not me me scaring you. Um, I just wish someone had told me that the postpartum period, you know, that first time period after you have a baby, may single-handedly be the hardest time period of your entire life. And that's okay. Honestly, this time around has been a whole lot easier. And I attribute it to a lot of different things. I think mainly just having the experience of going through it the first time and knowing what to expect is just that, you know, helps more than anything, just experience wise. But I think support goes a long way, having the right support in place, whether that is having a therapist on hand that you can talk to, having your family on hand to help with meals or with childcare or with whatever. Support is a big, big one. Um, and not being afraid to ask for help if you need it. Surround yourself with people who love you and people who will help you. And keep your perspective. You know, babies do eventually get older. They eventually talk. They eventually tell you what you want. I think that was one of the hardest things um, for me, especially with Walter the first time, is that I just didn't know what he wanted. (laughs) Or I was trying to constantly figure out what he wanted because he couldn't talk to me. But yeah. They eventually get older. They eventually sleep more than two hours at a time. They eventually grow and they feed themselves and dress themselves and grow up. And you're not always going to be bleeding. Your boobs won't always leak. Your stitches will heal and your C-section scar will fade. It is so, so hard, but you will get through it. So without further ado, let's talk about my postpartum experience. Let's begin talking about my postpartum experience with Ryland.
1: You're listening to the Mommy Labor Nurse podcast, where we firmly believe in the power of education when it comes to giving birth. Tune in each week as we dive into pregnancy-related topics, expert interviews, and a variety of birth stories. As a reminder, anything you hear on this podcast is not medical advice. Please see MommyLaborNurse.com
2: slash disclaimer for more details. And now, here's your host,
0: educator, registered nurse, and fellow mom, Liesl Teen. Hi, Tiffany and Jenna. Welcome to the Mommy Labor Nurse podcast again. We're doing—I guess it's not part two. I guess this is a whole different episode. <laughs> we're doing our postpartum episode today, guys. Um, all about my postpartum experience. If you listened a few episodes ago, we—the um, three of us—you uh, t- know—talked about my birth story extensively, and now we are transitioning into my postpartum experience. So if you guys, if you, know, you haven't listened to that episode and you don't know who Tiffany or Jenna um, are, <laughs> if you guys want to just briefly uh, introduce yourselves, uh, Jenna, you want to go ahead and just tell people who you are and then Tiffany can talk about herself.
2: Yeah, so I am Liesl's sister, Jenna, also her assistant, and like I said in the last podcast, I kind of just do all the background stuff for her, and yeah, I'm just here to talk about your postpartum experience I don't really have any experience myself so it's kind of nice to have another perspective of of somebody who's not a mom and clueless it's really (laughs) pretty much pretty much
0: yes no you're definitely not (laughs) clueless I would not call you clueless at all like you 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 have a lot of especially after you know doing what you do now I, I feel like you know more than the average, how old are you, 24-year-old who doesn't have any kids. (laughs) For sure, for sure. Okay, cool. Okay, well, Tiffany, who are you?
1: (laughs) Um, So I'm Tiffany. I am one of Liesl's good friends. We also work together at the hospital as labor and delivery nurses, and I am one of the newest members of Mommy Labor Nurse. Um, I started working for Mommy Labor Nurse in March and have recently come on
0: full-time. Yay. Okay, cool. All right, guys. Well, we can go ahead and just start. Um, I don't know which one you guys wants to start with the first question. But yeah, like I said, we're going to be talking basically where we left off last time was Rylan just came out of me (laughs) and my thoughts kind of about that. So now we're just going to talk about all of the aftermath.
1: Okay. So, yep. Like Liesl just said, we finished the last podcast with Ryland being born. So let's kick off this one with the very next thing that happened, your placenta being delivered. Tell us how that felt. Um, Did it hurt? How was it compared to the placenta coming out with, you know, Ryland, a baby coming out? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Way different. Um, Not not a piece of cake, I would say, (laughs) but definitely way different than a bony, um, hard, large baby, right? So like when you push your baby out, yeah, that's not, that's not so nice. Um, And then the placenta just kind of feels like a big mound of jello. I think that's how I described it with Walter and it felt kind of exactly the same. I didn't, I gave a little bit of effort um, pushing it out when my provider, you know, my, my doctor kind of, saw that it was ready to come out. Um, and then, you know, gave a little bit of push and then it just kind of came out. I didn't have any sort of complications in terms of like any of it being, um, you know, still inside, they had to like, you know, do, do any exploration to like get it out or anything. Um, it just kind of kind of plopped out and then, you know, she stitched me up for my tear, which we'll, which we'll talk about, ne- which we'll talk about next. But yeah, placenta was, I want to say it's a piece of cake, but it really wasn't a piece of cake. But in comparison to a baby coming out of me, yeah, it was, it was no big deal, especially because I didn't have any complications. It just kind of, you know, kind of came out of me normally.
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny. Cause I think when I had, Kids, you know, I've had two kids, and I was really surprised at how uncomfortable it was with the mm-hmm. placenta coming out. I don't know why. I just it's always just like pressure, like a lot of yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always thought that it was just going to be this like simple thing, and you would barely feel it. Um yeah. and you know, it it was really fast. Yeah, like just a couple of seconds. But I remember being like, oh, this, yeah,
0: is, oh gosh, that. Well, I think not you fun. No, I I think you're right. I think it's like cause you've probably already torn if you're going to tear. Okay. So you're already just like sore from tearing and a baby just came out of you. And then it's like, it's not, as intense as the baby, you're not, you're having, you're not having a whole another baby unless you are, you have multiples or something. Um, but you're not having like a whole another baby, but it's still a large object coming out of your vagina that was just kind of traumatized from the Mm -hmm. baby coming out. So yeah, yeah, in that sense, it, it's, it wasn't fun, but again, I'm not trying to like put fear in anybody's minds. It's not, it's not like a horrible, horrible, uh, Mm -hmm horrible experience.
2: Yeah. So I wanted to kind of talk about your tear. Mm -hmm. Um, So explain to us like kind of the process of how they repaired it. How long did it take? And I know uh, you discussed having a second degree tear. So what was that like?
0: Yeah. So I had pretty much the same tear that I had with Walter, which kind of a bummer. I was expecting a little bit less, um, or not to tear at all with him. But you know, of course, you expect something and then it doesn't happen. (laughs) So yeah, I had a second degree tear. And just what that is, it's it's like a little bit deeper um, into that perineal muscle. And I'm, she told me, I, I think she told me, I might be dreaming, but I think she told me that when she was looking at it, it was kind of just like right on that same line of where um, where I had my same even second degree tear with um, with Walter the first time, so yeah, I I'm pretty f- I'm fairly sure that I to- that I remember tearing and I tore kind of as he was I think I talk about it in the first episode, but I but as he was kind of spinning from op to oa um, to come out and you know it was just like oh yeah I just tore <laughs> like I just kind of felt that um, so yeah afterwards she stitched me up. It was not a long process. Um, she gave me a little bit of lidocaine down there, which is just like some numbing, numbing, numbing medication. And I remember being tense about that and, you know, not, and I remember being tense about the lidocaine, um, with Walter, like, oh, Crap! I don't want a needle down there after I just had a baby. <laughs> like that doesn't sound fun at all. But yeah, it really wasn't that bad. It was just like a sting. I I it, I do that a lot where I'm like anticipating something to be really really bad and I'm like tensing up. uh, and then it's like okay, that's not that bad. So that's kind of how that was. Um. So yeah, she gave me a little bit of lidocaine uh, to to stitch it up. And after the lidocaine, after she you know gave me the lidocaine and just like a you know a little pinch, um. I got nice and numb down there, and then it wasn't. I, I don't want to say it was like pain free, and I was just kind of laying there, and she was stitching me up. I could still kind of feel her fingers, and just feel uncomfortable of like, okay, there's somebody down there stitching me up. So you're just kind of like aware of it. Um, but yeah, this the stitching, you know, wasn't too bad. That took five or ten minutes, not you know, not too long at all.
1: Okay, so let's talk about the first two hours after delivery. Usually, I think in most hospitals, we consider the first two hours after baby is born a recovery period. And once Mm -hmm. those first two hours are finished with, um, you kind of move on from that time. So what kind of things are happening during those first couple of hours
0: after he was born? Yeah. So what, you know, my doctor, like I said, just stitched me up. And got me kind of back together. My nurse, um, both my nurses were still in there, I think, at that point. And my nurse, my one nurse kind of put the bed back together and kind of cleaned me up with some soapy water because you know, there's just there's a lot of blood when you have a baby, so there's blood everywhere. So she's, you know, just kind of um cleaning me up and and um I know she put an ice pack down there because I was a little bit sore. So she put an ice pack down on my bottom and sat me kind of back up. And at that point, um, Ryland was on me the whole time. I don't think they ever took yeah, they didn't take him off. Now I'm like not remembering, <laughs> but they never took him off. So he was kind of born and then laid on my chest and then, you know, he didn't he didn't uh go from there to the, you know, to get weight or to get measurements or anything until a good hour after delivery. So he was just kind of there. Um my uh like I said my nurse got me cleaned up, got me sat up and she did some fundal rubs. And I think we're going to talk about fundal rubs and what they kind of are, but she was doing fundal rubs and checking my bleeding. Um, my baby was skin to skin still at this point, And I think I didn't start breastfeeding him until a good hour. It was kind of around the same time that he got weighed. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think now, but I don't think I started breastfeeding him until until a good hour. Cause he was just kind of chilling. And he was actually, I remember him being a little bit ornery um, and just crying a whole lot after delivery, not being like a super quiet baby. Um, and I think it was just because he was OP and he was banging his head <laughs> against my pelvis. So his head was definitely like a little bit swollen on top and he was probably just irritated from that. But I remember him being like, he was like, rah, rah, you know, like the whole couple first hours that we were in that room and it was also like four thirty in the morning. So, um, yeah. So yeah. Bundle rubs. We, you know, she was checking my bleeding. I was just recovering from like what the heck just happened to me <laughs> breathing and just kind of like, Oh my gosh, like what just happened? Um, Brian was still with me. I know Brian had to step out of the room. So he probably left, um, 20 or 25 minutes after Rylan came out, maybe not even that long. He just needed to go and walk around (laughs) because he, he just needs to like remove himself from situate. Like if he's way too like stressed out or just, you know, he was just very overwhelmed. So he needed to step out of the room. Um, So he stepped out. Yeah. I think, I think my nurses just kind of sat in there with me afterwards. Um, And then at the hour mark, yeah, they took him, same room. They didn't take him out of the room or anything, but took him over to the warmer and just weighed him, got his weight and did his measurements and just kind of do a little assessment on him. Um, and then, yeah, I think I breastfed after that maybe I breastfed before. I don't know. I think I actually breastfed twice while I was in there. I don't, I don't even remember. It was four 30 in the morning. <laughs> um, but yeah, did, did newborn assessment. And then at that point, I think I got up with my nurse So I got out of bed for the first time and I remember it feeling like, okay, I'm going to get up and feeling like my butt was still in the bed, (laughs) almost like a prolapsy kind of feeling, if that makes sense. Um, So that not being so fun and feeling so great, but that I remember feeling that heaviness with Walter. So I was just at at least prepared for it. Um, But yeah, so got up with my nurse, went to the bathroom, um cleaned up i didn't have any you know dizziness or you know any symptoms or anything like that i was i was you know pretty good to go so i did pee um on the toilet and i was you know i was fine and my bleeding you know still was fine i didn't have any like super excess bleeding and then kind of got back into the bed and i know i ate something but i don't i don't even remember what i ate <laughs> in the, in that first 2 hours um yeah and then kind of by that point it was I think it was shift change. So I, so I stayed, well, yeah, at that point, Tiffany, you were in there. So, (laughs) um, I stayed in my room for a little bit longer than that two hours. And then, yeah, then we headed over to postpartum. So
1: let's go back and just talk about fundal rubs real quick. Yeah. Um, Can you explain what they are? Why are they
0: important? Do they hurt? Yeah. So they they don't feel so good. <laughs> they do hurt. Um, I'm not going to sugarcoat that at all. But yeah, basically, fundal rubs are, we, and I know that th- this is actually different. I'm, I'm seeing stuff that this is different in different countries. They don't do fundal rubs as routinely in different countries. But here in the United States, at least the hospital that, I, that you know we work at, we do fundal rubs for the purpose of trying to prevent postpartum hemorrhage and trying to Um, detect if somebody is like starting to bleed too much. So basically what a fundal rub is, you lay, you know, mom all the way down and you're just kind of feeling that top part of the uterus, which is the fundal, fundal, you know, fundal part. And so I'm just, as a, as my nurse, uh, you know, as a nurse, I'm just kind of feeling the top of your, your fundus of your uterus and kind of pushing my hand down a few inches and I'm kind of pushing down into your belly button and then down into your vagina. If that that makes sense, it doesn't sound so great, but (laughs) that's kind of what I'm doing. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So, So kind of pushing down and just feeling that top part of that uterus and I'm pushing fairly hard at first just to feel and make sure that it is nice and firm Um, because we want it to be nice and firm and we want it to be nice and centralized in your abdomen like right in the middle because if it's off to the side that might mean that your bladder is you know filling up a little bit if it's off to the side um, it might not be able to clamp down like it needs to so that's really you know what it's doing after delivery is your placenta just came out and your body's like okay, I'm not pregnant anymore. This uterus needs to shrink and cut off this blood supply. So we don't bleed, you know, continue a blood supply to that area and bleed and bleed and bleed and bleed. And that's how people get postpartum hemorrhages and, you know, bad things happen. So that's what your uterus is supposed to do is to shrink down and get nice and hard and contract in the middle of, um, of your stomach. So that's kind of what I'm feeling when I'm doing a funnel rub and it's very quick. um, unless you, I do feel, um, something different. So it's off to the side, or if it's what we call boggy, where it's not super hard, it's more soft, then it might take a little bit longer for me to, Uh, feel, you know, and do a funnel rub, but usually it's a quick little, okay, you're good. And then I'll sit you back up. But yeah, unfortunately it doesn't feel so good. I, I thought it wasn't as bad. Um, I don't remember it being as bad as it was with Walter this time. Maybe she didn't do as many this time. I don't exactly remember. Um, but yeah, still not, still not fun.
2: Oh yeah. How often do they do fundal ropes? Like, is it just once and done or do you have to do it every so often?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So here, like I said, it's different in a lot of areas, but here right. in the United States, the hospital that we work at in those first two hours, we do try to do them about every 15 minutes just to Ooh. make sure. Yeah. Just to make sure that if there's any sort of, you know, If it's kind of, you know, if it's starting to get boggy or if it's start, you know, your bladder is starting to get really full and then it's starting to get boggy, we're, we're catching it really Mm -hmm. fast. So we do want to do that in that first, first two hours for every, you know, about every 15 minutes, um, in that first two hours. And then after that, they do it a lot less frequent. They do it, you know, every few hours. So yeah, unfortunately not, not so fun, but it is, I mean, I, I can say that there's been plenty of times when I've caught. I mean, and Tiffany will probably agree with me. I've caught plenty of postpartum hemorrhages by doing those fundal rubs like pretty diligently. I mean, they I feel like they're, they're unfortunately not so fun, but they are mm-hmm. somewhat necessary. Important, so, right? Yeah, important, right.
2: Okay, good. All right, well, you mentioned staying in your labor and delivery room for about two hours. And um, I actually didn't know this, but um, in some hospitals, the labor and delivery room and the postpartum room are the same, but at the Mm -hmm. hospital that you delivered at, they were different. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us a little bit about when you transitioned into your postpartum room?
0: Yeah. So no, yeah, you're right. So some hospitals depends on where you are. If it's a smaller hospital, they tend to be together like that, but we, this is a larger hospital where I live, where Mm -hmm. I work at. Um, So yeah. So basically, I mean, all that happened is you know you get a different nurse your nurse kind of puts you in a wheelchair and wheels you over to postpartum and your labor and delivery nurse gives report on you tells you you know tells your postpartum nurse all about your labor experience and your health history and all that good stuff and then getting to your postpartum room um your postpartum you know the postpartum nurse kind of settles you in and gives you just general kind of information at first safety kind of stuff what to do you know don't leave your newborn, I uh, don't run outside and leave the baby in the room, you know, to call us if you need this, make sure you call us before you get up the first time, all of that good stuff. And they, um, they do another one of those fundal rubs, at least, you know, they do at, at our hospital, they do another one of those fundal rubs and just kind of a general assessment on you to make sure everything's okay, get a vital sign check. And that's something I didn't even say they get get your vital signs routinely um, in that first two hours too, just to make sure you're your vitals are okay. And your pulse isn't too high. Your blood pressure is not too low or anything like that. Um, so yeah, so go over to postpartum. Um, the nurse is, you know, doing an assessment on you and then, you know, depending on what time it is, what is kind of going on? Like it was, it was right after shift change and we were both exhausted because we had been up all night. So we were like, don't bother us for a good few hours. I'm going to breastfeed my baby. And then I want to like sleep. And I didn't even end up sleeping because of course I had like just labor high. (laughs) So like, I wasn't even, but Brian definitely slept for a good few hours after that. And he felt better. Um, so yeah, but depending on what time it is, you know, if you deliver really fast during the day and you're not super tired, they might have the pediatrician then come afterwards. They might have, you know, something else kind of going on, but that's just kind of, initially um my experience. I think she did give me a Motrin, you know, when I got over there. But yeah, at that point she kind of assessed me. And since I was a second time mom, she gave me some education. Um, but she kind of knew that I knew to breastfeed my baby every two to three hours and to, you know, let them know if he peed, you know, if he peed or if he pooped or whatever. Um, so it wasn't like a super in-depth, uh, education, education series when I got over there, but yeah, then she left me alone and we were good for a good few hours and I could just kind of, kind of rest, which I needed to at least rest. I I don't remember sleeping heavy at that point, but I do remember, um, I was like, I just need to lay in the bed for a, for a long time.
1: Yeah. I think that's something important for new moms to remember or, you know, second time moms or 10th time moms is that there, there really is this thing called like birth high, you know, and labor high and whatnot, where you have this insane, insane amount of adrenaline running through your body and like you physically can't sleep. I mean, I I, very, very vividly remember that happening to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, there was no way. (laughs) Yeah. Even if I wanted to, I couldn't, but then what happens is like you crash and oh, you yeah. just get overwhelmed with sleep yes. and it can be really, really hard. Thank you. COVID also, by the way, cause this is yes. it easier, but it can be really hard. Um, when you have family and friends that want to come visit. I know, you know, you gave birth obviously at the hospital that you work at. So like coworkers want to come mm-hmm. and stop by and say, Hey, And like, this is kind of a time that you need to advocate for yourself. And if you're advocating for yourself, have your partner do it too, to just say like, no visit us alone. You gotta, (laughs) yeah, you gotta give me some time. Um, And I think most people are mindful of that, but I know, you know, excited, anxious family members can be a little difficult to say no to. But Mm -hmm. usually what I recommend it, like, like we talked about, it kind of depends on what time you delivered. But like after lunchtime, if you delivered in the middle of the night or early in the morning, after lunchtime at like 12 or 1, I usually tell people like no visitors Mm -hmm. for a couple of hours. Mm -hmm. And I say that because cluster feeding Mm -hmm. usually is at its worst if you're breastfeeding in the nighttime hours. Mm -hmm. And, you know, day one isn't usually too, too bad, but it gets, you know, worse as baby gets, you know, day two. More awake. (laughs) And more yeah. aware that they need to eat, yes. But like, you know, at two in the afternoon, you might not feel tired, but I promise it's going to hit later on. And, you're, mm-hmm. and when it hits later on, it's inevitably going to be the time when baby is awake and wanting to cluster feed. So just remember that. Keep that in mind to just have at least, you know, a couple of hours to yourself where you can get some sleep when baby is sleeping and keep the visitors away.
0: Yes. And I, <laughs> I remember that too. And it's funny that you say that because my nurse, it was Lois uh during day shift she was like she's like weasel, just I I know you don't want to sleep but but I really think you should sleep. And I'm like okay Lois I know I know, <laughs> I, know I know I need to sleep. It's so hard. It's so yeah. hard. But you're totally right Tiffany about COVID and how that has helped a lot by people not having visitors in the hospital because you do just have that alone time. That was so nice honestly I still had a couple co-workers come see me um when I was in my postpartum room but it wasn't like before. And I didn't have any of my family. Um, We just kind of, you know, FaceTimed, which was, you know, kind of nice. Um, But yeah, like, I remember such a difference with Walter the first time. And I didn't even have that much family come and see me in the hospital. But it was just, I delivered at around the same time with Walter in the middle of the night. And my family, what time did you guys get there in the afternoon sometime? And then um, Pat, uh, like Brian's family, same thing. It was like, I don't even remember which one of you guys came first. I know my parents were there in the middle of the night um, and then they came the next day as well to see Walter. But yeah, it just, it felt very overwhelming because I'm like, I mean, they weren't even there that long, but it's like, okay, you gotta, you gotta, you know, breastfeed if you're going to breastfeed, yeah. you know, you're, you are got to okay, do I need to do this? Or do you need to do that? Or do I need to take my Motrin or do, it's just, it's, it, you know, it's, it's, you're so different, especially that first baby your life changes so drastically. And especially in that first 24 hours, you just it's so weirdly different. That's the best way I can describe it. Um So you're just like, you're just off. I don't know. That's the best. Mm-hmm. That's the best way I can describe it. Um But yeah, thank you, COVID. I, I mean, COVID has been bad for a lot of things, but very good for for postpartum time, because yeah, there's no visitors and moms can just breastfeed, you know, if they want to breastfeed cluster feed, if they want to, cluster feed. I was even, you know, talking to like our friend, Sandy, our lactation consultant. She was like, yeah, I've seen breastfeeding rates increase because moms are able to not be, you know, anxious about breastfeeding around visitors and they just have more time and they're just more relaxed. And you just have this 48 hours in the hospital of like help from your nurses and all this stuff. So yeah, it was, it was a lot, it was a lot better just being a second time mom this time, um, with that, you know, that time in the hospital, but also not having visitors. Sorry, Jenna, because you were one of those visitors.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's fine. fine. I know. (laughs) That's what's nice about working at the same hospital as you is I got to come and see you. I know. Yeah, Yeah. I know. I know. comes in handy. Yes. Um, Okay. So let's go and start talking about the, that first 24 to 48 hours after delivery. I want you to talk about everything you can think of bleeding,
0: your tear pain that you might've been having, how breastfeeding was going. Okay. So bleeding. Um, I wasn't bleeding a ton, but it was more than a heavy period. I would say, Uh, and it was, you know, nice and red. I didn't, I really didn't have very many clots, but it was a good amount that every couple hours, you know, I was getting up to use the bathroom and having to change my pad. I don't think there was a time when I didn't get up to go pee and not change my pad. So just Think of it like that, and that was my experience. Some people are going to be bleeding a little bit more. Some people are going to be bleeding a little bit less, especially in that first twenty-four hours. I've even seen the side note, like with C-section. If you have a C-section, sometimes you have a little bit less bleeding initially because they kind of irrigate things, and you're not like you just barely have any blood. I don't know. That's that's just my experience and what I've heard from people. So, but personally, yeah, it was kind of a little bit more than a heavy period for that first 24 hours while I was there, um, changing my pad kind of frequently. And then with my tear, yeah. So that wasn't so fun. (laughs) Uh, I remember, yeah, that wasn't so fun. So I had the, um, I had a second degree tear, like I said, and I had the dermaplast spray in my in my bathroom. So that is just like some numbing spray and a little peri bottle, which is like a little squirt bottle that those are right there by the toilet. But I just remember every time I got up, I was just like, I still felt that, you know, heavy kind of feeling and like, Oh God, I just had a baby. Like this is, Oh, this, this sucks. I mean, it's, I know it's going to get better. Cause I've had one before. I know, I know it's going to get better, but like, Oh, this is not so fun. So yeah. Cleaning, you know, cleaning my tear also, you know, with the peri bottle and doing the germoplast every single time. And then the thing that honestly was the worst, and I can talk about this more uh, afterwards too, because I experienced it was my hemorrhoids. <laughs> my hemorrhoids were terrible. Um, so I did have tux pads and I was doing tux pads, but those, those were certainly not fun to experience in that first, um, that first 24 hours when they were nice enough. Like fresh,
1: <laughs> say yeah. I think that's why you Yuck. talked about earlier how you felt like your butt was like. Yes, that's a probably off. what it was. That is because I had really bad hemorrhoids with my first, and yeah. I remember when you had Walter, you told me this. You were like, yes. "I feel like my butt hole is falling out." Yes, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like that's so weird. <laughs> that's such a weird thing. And then I gave birth and had really bad hemorrhoids. And I was like, oh my gosh, I know exactly what she's talking about. Like this, I feel like my butt's falling off. But with my second one, I actually didn't get horrible hemorrhoids because I didn't push for very long.
0: Yeah. And because my labor was pretty
1: fast. Yeah. And I did not feel like that. I mean, it was still a little uncomfortable down there, but it wasn't like the degree of pressure. Like the pressure from the hemorrhoids is really, really intense. So if you get hemorrhoids, during Just your an, pregnancy yeah. labor delivery it they do get better but you yeah. might feel like a lot of pressure down there
0: yeah okay so yeah so pain wise um i've already kind of touched on it a little bit with the tearing and the um and the hemorrhoids and everything obviously that's kind of painful now in terms of cramping i did have some cramping and that's normal um kind of postpartum they kind of you know feel like feel like contractions, unfortunately, uh, and just kind of, uh, like a heavy, you know, if you've had a a heavy period before you have, you know, uh, cramps, when you have your period, it just kind of feels like that. Um, so I did experience some of those and it was a little bit more intense when I was breastfeeding. So that probably, um, on a scale of zero to 10 was a three, for me, but the hemorrhoids and the tearing and all of that was a little bit, you know, not, not super crazy habit, but but I remember that being more of what I was concerned about pain-wise was my vagina (laughs) and everything down there versus like the cramping. Um, But I didn't really, I'm trying to think of like other pain that I experienced. I didn't have any like headaches or anything like that. My latch was good with Rylan. So I didn't have really any pain breastfeeding um, initially, except for that normal, um, initially kind of when you start breastfeeding, if you, especially if it's your first time, you've never had a baby on your nipples at, at all, <laughs> um, you will kind of have that initial pain when baby first latches. And then it usually goes away after a few seconds, after 10, you know, 15 seconds, it shouldn't, you know, be painful the whole time that you breastfeed unless there is like a latch issue. So I did experience that. And I remember that being, painful. Um, initially when I would latch him on every time, not anything toe curling, um, or like I would, you know, be, it would be really, really, really bad, but yeah, not, you know, you're like, oh yeah, this, oh yeah, this isn't so fun. (laughs) I remember this, this pain with Walter with, when you first start breastfeeding, you kind of start training your nipples for breastfeeding, you know, breastfeeding a baby eight to, 20 times a day <laughs> um and that initial kind of pain uh but yeah other than that it was it was pretty okay and it and it does it is so funny how quickly you uh, you recover I mean I remember that first 24 hours when I was in the hospital yeah this isn't so fun I'm having a lot of pain but you know a, a day after that it would get better a few days after that you're like okay I'm feeling good and then, you know, a good week or or two weeks afterwards. I mean, I I felt good other than other than the hemorrhoids, and I'll I, I don't want to scare people, but yeah, my hemorrhoids <laughs> lasted a long time, and those were not fun. Um, But yeah, it it is it is crazy how quickly how bad that pain can be, and how sucky like that postpartum recovery can be right then. But it does your body does heal pretty darn quickly.
2: And do you think since it was. Uh, a second baby do you think your body's like oh I've been through this before and it kind of like knows how to recover
0: faster do you think that's a I thing? think I think that happened for me I don't think that's true for every single person uh-huh. um, but I do think that happened I, I do think that some someone happened with me yeah it was just okay. or it was more not just my body saying okay I'm gonna heal faster because I've been through this before it was just also mm-hmm. my mind just knowing right that, okay this is This about takes this long, you know, Mm -hmm. to not feel pain from, and it's not that bad and it's just going to get better and all of that. So. Mm -hmm. Gotcha.
1: Let me ask you a question because I had this happen after I had my second baby. Um, I felt great after I had him. Yeah. Had a natural delivery, no pain medication or anything. And like by day three was like out taking walks. Like I felt really, really great. Yeah. and then on day, like five, probably four or five, I felt like a dump truck had hit me and <laughs> like run over. And I, I was like, I didn't feel that way with my first one, which I got an epidural for the first one. And I'm always curious. So now I ask anyone that's had a, a baby without an epidural, if they felt that way or not, because I'm mm-hmm. curious if it's like something yeah. to do
0: with the fact yeah. that anesthesia medication or something now I'm trying to think, I don't, I don't remember that happening. I remember it being um, pretty linear, like it being pretty bad initially. And then, yeah, I guess, I guess, I mean, I remember day three or so, or day two, whenever the first night I was home, um, I didn't feel so great, but I also attributed it to sleep. And once I started sleeping a little bit more, i Belt, okay. But no, I don't want I I don't think I had that day four, day five. Now what happened probably day three or day four was my milk was really starting to come in. And I felt like a dump truck hit me, um, in that regard. So
1: yeah, I remember you know, me that, yeah. exactly that because you <laughs> didn't feel that way with Walter. No. And then you were like, Oh my gosh, I feel like I kind of have the flu sort of yes. like really crappy and And I was like, yeah, no, I felt, I felt that way with my first, when my mom came in, like I was, I remember shivering. Like I can, I can clearly still remember when it came in, I was shivering and I felt like really, really cold all of a sudden and just felt like under the weather. Yeah.
0: But it came in like
1: with mine, it came in pretty intensely with my first one. Um, So I think that's why with my second one, I wasn't nursing him from the beginning, I was pumping more. So the milk actually didn't come in quite as intensely that second time. And I actually don't remember the distinction the second time around. But I wonder if you know, your your breastfeeding journey, which we're going to talk about, com- Walter compared to Ryland has been different. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that had something to do with it.
0: Yeah, I think it did. I mean, I, I remember it definitely being different with Walter all I, I I mean, I think my milk came in day five day four day five it was later but it wasn't like a I didn't have those feelings at all those kind of flu-like feelings and the shivering I did I was colder but it wasn't it is almost like you feel like you're about to get the flu but I didn't have a fever or anything obviously um and it wasn't yeah I remember texting you and being like is this like the start of mastitis or yeah. like what is this you know and you're like no that happened with Wyatt and blah 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 Probably, you know. Hopefully, it means you have good, good supply, which yeah. I do, which is which is great. Um, So, yeah, I do remember, I do remember that. But yeah, in terms of like the four to five day kind of question in regard, you know, it, like epidural, no epidural, no. I don't, I don't, I don't remember that happening. Um, except for obviously the sleep issue, and once I started kind of getting a little bit more sleep, I felt better. But yeah, no, it wasn't. You're. It almost sounds like you're describing that labor high, uh, like lasting a little bit longer. And then you kind of like Crash. come down from it. Yeah. You kind of come down from it like day four, day five, maybe that has something to do with it.
1: Well, I also am convinced that like having a baby with an epidural is very different on your body than having a yeah. baby without an epidural. Like yeah. I was using muscles that I probably yeah. never <laughs> ever used in my life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like, you know, like when you have an epidural for the most part, you kind of just lay there and you don't have to do anything. The nurse just back and forth and back and forth. But when you're laboring without an epidural, like you're, you're tense, you're trying to relax, but you're tense and you're using these muscles and it's like really, really hard on your body. So that's why I think, Mm
0: -hmm. I think that like,
1: it's almost too like when you get into a car accident, you know how they say like day one is yeah. not that bad, but it's going to get worse on day like two right. or four. So that's what I think that it was, was I that like, right. it just took a couple days for my mo- body
0: to be like, whoa, what just happened to me? I think you're right. And you know what? I will say, so I was a lot more active during this pregnancy and I worked out a whole lot more. I'm just, oh. yeah. I'm just stronger. stronger and I remember, I do remember that happening with Walter. It, wasn't day four, it was probably day three or day two ish where I did, you, you almost have muscle aches. You're like, yeah. I feel sore. Like I did get into a car. Accident. Yeah. I do it. You're, you're exactly right. I do remember that with Walter, but I don't remember that with, um, I almost called him Callen. <laughs>
2: I don't remember <laughs> that with Ryland.
0: Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's interesting. So maybe, so maybe it's an active. Yeah, maybe it's like I'm not trying to say that you don't work out. No, I didn't like a win all. Yeah, no, I didn't work out at all. Let's be clear. <laughs> I gained like 50 pounds.
1: Never worked out once.
0: But yeah, <laughs> so I did feel. That's what I get. But also, my labor was, uh, you know, a little bit shorter with him. And I mean, I definitely used all the same muscles. That's for sure. But yeah, I, I was, I guess, stronger. So maybe that. Yeah, maybe that did have something to do with it. <laughs>
2: Hmm, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. So transitioning to Brian, how was That's he awesome. feeling like 24 <laughs> hours after the delivery?
0: Yeah. So he, I don't think he'll completely admit to this, but he, he was different. He felt better after Ryland than he did Walter. He was still, I think uh true, I'll say traumatized from watching me uh, deliver another baby without any pain medicine and screaming my head off. (laughs) But I think he was just able to, uh, and I talked about that in the first episode, just mentally able to get through that and witness that. Um, So 24 hours. Yeah. Those first 24 hours for him, I think were easier because I, (laughs) I, I let him sleep, (laughs) but he slept. He definitely slept good in the hospital way better than he did with Walter. Um, and so I think that probably had, you know, what was really, really good for him. And I remember not being jealous or anything of him sleeping. I remember being like, you sleep. I want you to get rest. I want you to sleep. So you're good in case I need to like be out for the count. (laughs) Like I just want one of us like actually aware and good and like, you know, good on sleep. So, I mean, he slept, he, I mean, he's a pretty hard sleeper, so he doesn't wake up if, you know, I mean, gosh, he doesn't even wake up now when Rylan cries in the middle of the night, but he didn't really wake up that first night too much, uh, you know, a little bit, but he wasn't up like I was up breastfeeding Rylan. So he got a good you know, probably six hours of sleep that next night, which is, you know, fairly normal for him. And then he felt good. So, um, yeah, in terms of his physical, like mental kind of state, he was, he, he, yeah, he was feeling good. He, um, I I mean, I really, yeah, I mean, I, I wish he was here to, to really like talk about how he felt, but, I think, I think he'll probably, I don't know that he will completely admit, but I I think he, I think he'll somewhat admit that this time was a lot easier on him mentally and physically and just the recovery in a, in a lot of the same ways that I, you know, admit that just from experience. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I actually haven't talked to him a ton. Yeah. You
1: guys had Ryland and. I need to do that because yeah. I'm curious what he would say about this delivery and like his takeaways from this one compared to Walter. Cause I know how he felt after Walters. <laughs> he he was, was very
0: vocal. vocal yeah. <laughs> he <felt>
1: after Walters.
0: <laughs> yeah. He was very vocal and he loves to tell that. Well, yeah, he loves to, he loves to just educate people gently um, <laughs> about, about how it is to watch your wife and your, or your, you know, whoever, um, deliver and have a baby and how it was very, very hard on him. And he was just not prepared. And I tell you guys this, you know, in my, in my courses, um, in that partner section, I make that very, very clear to let your partners know that, that I was certainly unprepared for preparing him for Walter's delivery. And that's something that I did did differently with this, um, delivery was prepare him a, lot, a whole lot more, but he still, I mean, he still was like, that was that was real hard to watch you screaming your head off like that, like, so. mm-hmm. um, but I think he was just yeah, he was just a lot more mentally prepared, mm-hmm. um, a lot more mentally prepared for it. So
2: yeah, that's never it's easy
0: good. to see your loved one in like
2: a huge amount of pain, and it's not,
0: it's not. And I've never had now, Tiffany, you like you saw Tara deliver, so you saw mm-hmm. like your sister deliver and I would be interested to, to see how that how that is if it's like because because Brian's my husband he loves me like he's my husband yeah. and I love Jenna like she's my sister so I want to I'm interested to see if I if I have those feelings that's different because I'm you know I'm a nurse and labor's and delivery nurse but like I, I would wonder if it would be really really hard for me to like watch Jenna give birth it wasn't it wasn't actually too hard for me to watch you give birth.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's actually maybe a good comparison. Yeah, I'm obviously not your sister, but like, like a sister to you. Yeah. Um, Yeah. No, watching my sister give birth, granted she had an epidural and I was taking pictures also. So I was kind of, and you were doing the same thing for me in both of my deliveries. So that kind of pulls you out from it a little bit. It does. Um, But no, it wasn't hard at all. And I think maybe because I am a labor and delivery nurse and I see it and I was there like coaching more so. So I didn't feel this emotional like thing from it, but my mom was there also, um, when Tara gave birth. And I don't think my mom would say that either. Like, I don't think that it was difficult for her, yeah. but huge, huge, huge difference right. between epidural birth and no medication, yeah. no, you know, no epidural birth. So I don't know. I, I want my sister to have a baby without an epidural so that <laughs> I can see how she reacts. Cause I'm curious myself. So also Jenna, no pressure or anything. But, you know, you're going to clearly have to let Liesl into your delivery when you have a baby. Uh, duh. An
2: and <laughs> now I'm over here. Like if she can do it, like I want to be able to have a freaking yeah. natural Aww. birth. Like,
0: dang. Yeah. Aww, yeah but definitely don't. Commit, yeah. 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 You know? I know. I, mean, I know. It's, you got to do, you got to do what's right for exactly, you, but, yeah. but yeah, no, no, you're totally right. And I want to say, so it's funny. Cause like in your, so I was there both times with, with both of yours, Tiffany, and I was taking pictures both times and yeah, like with, um, so funny I'm, now I'm like thinking about this again. So like with your first, um, it was also in the middle of the night, but I remember taking pictures and at the end being like, uh, I'm, I might pass out you guys like I'm yeah. so I just remember being so so excited because number one I didn't know if it was boy or girl and number two it was you know three in the morning and I'm just like wobbly because I it's three in the morning and I'm not used to being up at th- this time of the night and also I like wasn't I didn't eat a whole lot so I just I, I wasn't eating a whole lot so I just remember being like shaky from that but I remember that and I remember telling you that I was like you know, being like, Tiffany, I almost passed <laughs> out at the end. There, like being behind yeah. the bed, taking pictures, like almost passed out. I definitely had to had to come out of the room um, afterwards and like eat a couple crackers, and then you know I was okay. But yeah, with Callan or you know with your with your second, um, didn't feel like that. I mean, I felt I was like, go Tiffany. I felt yeah. you know great. I mean, it was you know it sucks. I I, I felt more empathy. You know, because like, I'm like, yeah, girl, I know, what, I know what that feels like. It sucks, man. It sucks, but you're doing great. And it was, yeah, I felt definitely, yeah, I didn't feel like I was going to pass out. I felt like I was like, go, 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 go. <laughs> like, you
1: know? Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah. Let's continue on here. Um, How long did you stay in the hospital for?
0: Yeah, so I stayed in the hospital. Um, it was a little bit over 24 hours, but So he was born at four 30 in the morning. And so I couldn't leave at four 30, you know, in the morning. (laughs) Um, So I waited till that morning and then we probably didn't leave, um, till the afternoon. And we had the option of staying that second night, but Brian and I both agreed that we both just sleep better and are just more comfortable in our own homes. Um, and we just wanted to get back and see Walter and just, we just wanted to get home. So we were like, we're going to stay in the hospital one night, maybe, you know, a little bit that next day and then, and then go home. So we were there, I don't know, you know, whatever it was, we, I think we got home actually, it was about dinner time because so I remember we took that big, you know, we got dinner from, from the hospital and we ate the dinner. So it was, it was probably 36 hours, you know, we were in the hospital. So let's talk about
1: um, how the introduction went when Walter got to meet Rylan for the first time.
0: Yeah. So I want to say this was one of those like expectation versus reality and it wasn't (laughs) what I expected (laughs) because he was not, I mean, he wasn't like, who is this? Like, he didn't have that reaction, but it was a weird time of day. It was probably um, cause we got home, it was probably five o'clock when we got home, five 30 when we got home. And then I called my mom who had my, you know, my parents had him. So p- they probably didn't get there until six 30 or seven o'clock at night. And he hadn't eaten dinner at that point either. So he was just kind of cranky cause he hadn't eaten dinner. It was like getting close to his bedtime. So he came in, he, I remember he had like a little, um, like stuffed dinosaur for Ryland. He came over and just kind of was like, Oh, like the baby. Oh, And, and, um, and then that was kind of it. And then he was like, where's my present? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> where's my, where's, my where, where's the present from the baby mommy? And then we did, you know, we did that, but he was just kind of a little bit crankier because he was with my parents. My parents were still there and just, it was just a lot of, a lot of stuff going on when, you know, they were there, but he was talking at the same time. Um, so yeah, it wasn't like, I wasn't like, Oh, it's so cute he's like he's to, he, I, I don't remember that feeling at all I just remember it being like okay Walter he's interested and then he's like where's that present <laughs>
2: yeah I wasn't there for um when Walter met Ryland in person yeah. but I was there when he first saw him on FaceTime and yeah. at first he was just like oh mommy had the baby and then he's yeah. just like can we play like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> over it <laughs> yeah Yeah, probably a
1: good thing to just like, remember, you know, expectation first reality. Yeah, because, you know, I mean, I love as labor and delivery nurse, I love it when older siblings are able to come in the room, and I get to watch that first interaction, because it's usually really, really sweet. Um, And you you probably expected that it was going to be like that, or thought that it was going to be like that. I mean, yeah, (laughs) that it wasn't like what you thought it was going to be. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. It wasn't horrible. It's not like, it. it's not like no, a cry, but exactly. like it wasn't as sweet. And like you, like you told me you because I remember that night um, we were texting, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, send a picture, send a video." And you were like, <laughs> I, "I didn't even take any pictures or videos of him meeting him the first time," and my mind was blown that that wasn't even you know that yeah. you didn't do that, but it was it just it didn't happen.
0: Yeah, no, it was like so quick. It was like. Baby, okay. What are we doing next? So where's my picture? <laughs> yeah. You know, like yeah, I was like, not. I was trying. I I had thought about that. Like maybe I video him as he's coming in, but I also just wanted to experience it myself. So I didn't want to be yeah. with my phone, you know, recording him or even have Brian like with my phone or whatever. So yeah, if it had come up, I think if he had been like a lot cuter, I would have grabbed my phone and like taken some pictures or if he was like all over him, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it was just That'd very sense. brief and very like. Oh cool you had the baby. Okay, what's next?
1: <laughs> what about the um gift that you gave him? You highlighted that on your yeah. Insta story. You made him this, you know, basket, I think it was. Yeah. Um how did that go and like how was it received? Is there anything you would have done differently?
0: Yeah, so definitely I mean it was great at first. It definitely kept him busy for that night and then like a few days and he was very very excited about it and it wasn't um I think it certainly helped Him get excited about something. So, like, I wanted, you know, he's three and a half. I wanted him, I wanted it to be like Christmas morning for him. And this is also, we're talking about expectation versus reality. I'm like trying to, you know, I want him to experience this. Is he really going to? I don't know. But I was trying to, you know, to, I know he's like, his love language. I already said this is Timothy. I was like, his love language is gifts because the kid loves little (laughs) Mm -hmm. presents. (laughs) So, um, Yeah, I got him um, this big, it was just a big basket of stuff that I knew he would like and stuff that would kind of keep him busy. So he um, had a blast opening that, you know, and just like seeing all the toys that first night. But I think one thing that I definitely would do differently um, and telling people to do differently, and this is all dependent on your kid, obviously, but I think I gave him too much stuff initially. So like I think I would have spread this the presents out. So like, okay, this is day if we got five presents, this is like day one present. And let's see how long this keeps your attention. Maybe it's three days and then I give him the next present and then it's like you spread it out. Cause like after a while he kind of would get tired of the stuff and forget about what was in here. And it's like, okay, what's next? What are we doing next? So that would probably be something I I should have done differently is like either just, you know, got him one present that kept his attention or still got him all that good stuff, but just kind of give it to him over a period, over a longer period. So it kept his attention more.
2: So let's talk about when you took Ryland to his first pediatrician appointment. So what happened at the very first appointment and when did you take him?
0: Yeah. So I, we both go to, um, it's a family practice here. It's they're called the Fisher Clinical. I'll I'll, t- I'll say say the name of it, but it's a great family practice here um, in in Raleigh. And I've been taking Walter there since he was about uh, a year, maybe fifteen months old. Um, we weren't crazy about our pediatrician with him initially, like when in that first year of his life. So I was looking for a different practice. So we found this, this family, it's, he's, he's a family physician. So I see him. He's my doctor. He's Walter's doctor. Brian doesn't see him because he has a family doctor that he's seen his whole life. So he sees a different doctor and now Ryland sees him. So I just, I love that. Um, and I just love him. He's just, he takes just such good care of Walter and of me. So I naturally, you know, wanted to, wanted him to see Ryland. So I called them, um, while I was in the hospital and let them know that I had delivered. And then I probably came that next day after I got home. Yeah. So it was day, I guess he was 48 hours old, you know, a little bit more. Yeah. 48 hours old, um, day two of life. And I brought him in and weighed him and he had still lost a little bit of weight. I can't exactly remember numbers, but it's normal for babies to lose weight initially after they're born. And he was still, you know, had, had lost weight from, um, birth, but I think he was already starting to gain, I think he was, Already starting to gain back weight. I can't exactly remember, but they, anyways, they weren't concerned about his weight. So that was one thing that was really, really important that they did was weigh him, make sure that he wasn't in a super de- deficit because that's what happened with Walter. And that's really kind of what I attribute um, a lot of my breastfeeding issues on is that he lost a little bit too much weight initially, and they were concerned about him. And they said, "Hey, we want you to, you know, supplement him with formula. Your milk's not com- completely in." Um, and so you know, we did that with Walter and with Ryland, he was fine. You know, he wasn't losing weight substantially, like I think it was like three percent loss or something like not not crazy. So I was like, okay, great. You know, that I means like like we're doing great. So weighed him, um, did some other measurements and my my doctor, I mean, he knows me, he knows that I know what I'm doing. So it wasn't a super long appointment where they're explaining to you how to, you know, count how many peas and poops and explaining to you about jaundice and explaining, you know, all of this stuff that you need to be doing. It was kind of just like, Hey, like how's brushfeeding doing how, and he even asked me questions about me that, um, my pediatrician, you know, with Walter wasn't, you know, asking me like, Hey, how's your tear? Hey, how's your bleeding? How are you feeling? How is this? Blah, 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 blah. And so he kind of assessed me as well in that appointment, which was really nice. Um, But I would say, don't expect that as much. It would be great if pediatricians did that, but don't expect that from a pediatrician. Um, That's probably because he knows me and he's my He's also my doctor. Um, So that was that first appointment. I took him home. It was very, you know, very, very quick appointment, took him home. Um, and then we, since he was good, we didn't come back for two weeks, um, or we, yeah, it was two weeks. And then at that two week appointment, he had, um, gained, you know, well past his birth weight. So they were like, okay, you're good. We'll not have to see you for a while now. So, yeah, I think it's different. I would be interested, interested to see if that appointment would have been any different because with Walter, that first appointment, they kind of just go over a lot of stuff with you and kind of hit you with a lot of a lot of information. And I think it was, you know, mainly because you're, you're a first time mom. Um, so I'd be interested to see if that's any different, I guess, Tiffany, wasn't it? Any, did you see the same pediatrician for both your boys? Do you feel like your appointment was any, any different, like for your first one versus your second? Yeah. So I, um,
1: do have the same pediatrician for both of them. Mm -hmm. And, but the group that I go to Oberlin road, um, in Raleigh, which is another awesome, awesome pediatrician group, Mm -hmm. they, um, have like seven or eight providers probably. Um, and the newborn appointment is just with like whoever's available. Mm -hmm. It's not with your, like one that you stay consistent with because they do um, you know, they like continuity of care there. So who you decide to see is like the same person that they want you to continue to see for well um, visits um, just so that they get familiar with your, you know, your baby and whatnot. Um, But yeah, the first one with Wyatt was definitely longer, but we were also breastfeeding and having some issues. So Oberlin road, has, um, a lactation consultant on staff with them. So Mm -hmm. they brought her in and were like able to talk to me and have her kind of assess latch and like help answer some questions and whatnot. Um, so yeah, we were there for a while, um, like at least an hour, I would say. And they let me do a weighted feed while I was there too, which was super helpful. Um, and then with Callan, we weren't breastfeeding. We were just pumping and bottle feeding at that point. So the weight thing wasn't as much of an issue with him. Um, he hadn't lost quite as much weight. So yeah, we were maybe only there with him for like 20 minutes,
0: maybe. Yeah. I, mean, it was I know that's the same, same experience. It was like much more extensive the first time. Yeah. And I think I, same thing. I did a weighted feed with Walter. While I was there, I know I did. I don't know if I did it at that first appointment, but I know I did it a few times at, at the pediatrician before, but I was like, I don't need to, I don't need to yeah. do this. but I know he's yeah. getting enough. He's peeing a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like I just felt totally
1: different. And like, I, you know, the comfort level, obviously having your second baby compared to your first one is drastically different. Yes. Um, so yeah, and we didn't have like a lot of questions. We just kind of went in, he checked him out. He listened to his heart and his lungs and did a quick assessment of him. He asked me how I was doing, um, that, so that is something different, which is kind of interesting, you know, that I hadn't really thought about when you have a baby, your OB or your midwife, whoever you're seeing you, you know, in the United States, you, you usually only get one appointment with them, um, about six weeks after. But you know that's interesting that you who you go see is also your like PCP yeah. because they were able, you know he was able to talk to you about mm. how you were doing. Really, the only conversation I can remember having with my boy's pediatrician was they do a, de- a depression screening at yeah. every single appointment you come into, and that is standard and like required. Um, so they do that. And I remember they asked like, generally. How are you doing? How, you how doing? are you doing? Yeah. But it wasn't anything specific. I mean, they didn't know like anything about me physically or like how my labor was or anything like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. And I remember I don't think I talked fully about my maybe I did. I don't even know. I mean I like to talk so I probably was like, oh yeah, this happened and this happened, blah 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 blah. Um but I don't remember him him asking about that. But I remember him asking like okay, you know, how did you tear? Like, how's your recovery going? Are you having, because I talked about my hemorrhoids and I was like, Oh God, these are terrible, blah, 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 blah. Um, so I do, yeah, I do remember that. Okay guys. So we decided (laughs) since we've been talking, um, postpartum is a, there's a lot that goes into postpartum. There's a lot that goes into delivery and, and birth. And that was a very long episode as well, but there's a lot that goes into postpartum. So we decided to split this episode up into two parts. So this episode, um, we've kind of wrapped up these questions and then stay tuned. The second part two of this episode is going to come out a week from today. So we're going to talk even more about my postpartum experience, talk about how I was, you know, with breastfeeding. I talked about that briefly already, but talk about more with breastfeeding, talk about my six week postpartum appointment that I just had pelvic floor PT, you know, transitioning, you know, second, now being a second time mom, I'll talk about that a little bit more and juggling, you know, Walter and having a newborn. So definitely stay tuned for that. But thank you guys, um, Tiffany and Jenna, for, being here today with me to at least start the conversation of postpartum because it's very, very important and very enlightening. Cause I think you both, well, Jenna hasn't experienced postpartum yet, but nope. Timmy will agree that it <laughs> that it is um a slap in the face, I guess is the best way to do it. You're just it's not hard. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's hard. It's very, very hard. And there's a lot that yeah, it's goes very into involved it. too. Very it's involved. It's very involved. It's very involved. We we didn't even
1: realize how involved it was until we were (laughs) developing the content for this (laughs) podcast. And we were like, well,
0: I have like two pages of questions that we could talk about. And even that doesn't hit everything. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, guys, well, we'll see you on postpartum Liesl part two. All right, so that is it for this episode of the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast. You probably follow me on Instagram because that's probably where you came from. But if you don't, head over to Instagram and follow me at mommy.labornurse for more. That is certainly where I am most active. I also now have a separate Instagram for just this podcast. So I encourage you to follow my second account at mommylabornurse.podcast as well if you want podcast updates. Again, that is at nurse.podcast. As always, you guys know that I also have a website where I have tons of articles all about pregnancy, birth, breastfeeding, newborn stuff, and more at com. I want to hear more from you on how much you love this episode of the podcast or how you think I can improve. So leave me a comment on one of my pictures, send me a DM, or send me an email with all the love. All right, guys, I will see you same time, same place next week.